Hi, this is Margaret Cho. Uh, you are listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I'm Jim Short. Hi, Jim. Jim, um, gosh, every time we uh, check in with our listeners, we're in a different city. Now, where are we today? Well, yeah, this is kind of tricky because we're actually in Cincinnati. We're going to be in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. but we're in northern Kentucky. Yes. Yeah, we're so right across the river. We're across the river. We're in Kentucky. Um, does this mean we're in the Midwest or are we in the East or in the South? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, well, Ohio is very Midwest, mm-hmm. but we're Kentucky, which is straight up, straight up South, right? I think. So we are, we are kind of like, um, I feel like we're existing in many different areas and regions and time zones mm-hmm. we're everywhere. and cultures. Yeah. So many cultures. It's because it's southern, but it's northern, but it's midwestern, but it's also, um, I don't know what it is. Is it kind of, is it sort of steel town? It's kind of working class. It's kind of blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also um, Kentucky Derby. But is it really? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's all more. Where's the Kentucky Derby? Is that in Louisville? Louisville. That which is a bit uh, more south from where we are. We're like, yeah, we're sort of right across the river from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's very woody and green. It's green. Lovely. Uh, it's green. It's, it's rain. It rained. Um, so we were having a bit of decision making about what we're going to do. We have a big rock festival to go to, uh, which is going to start shortly. Now, uh, uh, Jim and I came here in hopes that we could somehow um, finagle our way backstage into the big Americana. Now, who is going to be performing at this Americana Rama? Uh, we're we're going to the Americana Rama, which is opened up by Richard Thompson from Fairport Convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's uh, which is one of those '60s kind of folky type. Mm-hmm. Very sort of, and we weren't quite sure of everything they've done. Uh, but you looked them up, and they sort of wore a lot of what Renaissance type Renaissance outfits, type. Like I know medieval fair. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that they played like um, uh, lutes and right. uh, dulcimers. It seemed like <laughs> right. a thing that they would be using a lot of those old stringed instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? A, t- a, t- a timbal, timbali, timbal? I don't even know. They all, they, they're all those weird stringed instruments yeah. that people play. Um, but then, um, and I bet they played an oud at some point. I but, bet, yeah. But they had a yeah. lot of different kinds of stringed instruments, and then they had like roughs and stuff. Like they all kind of looked really Elizabethan. <laughs> <laughs> really kind hippie. of globe theater. Very globe theater. Um, so that's open op- opening up at five thirty. That'll be. It'll be Richard Thompson. And then who else is performing? My Morning Jacket. Yes. Who I actually, I'm not familiar with. Uh, I don't really know their music, but I know that they're very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, the band I'm very excited about, Wilco. Yeah. Who, uh, good friends with our, our mate, Billy Bragg. That's right. And then headlining. Bob Dylan. <laughs> How about that? It, it, it needs that pause for a moment. Because you can't just go, where are Bob Dylan's here? We're going to go see Bob Dylan. It's, you, have to, you have to take a, 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 a boat moment and just, it's going to be Bob Dylan. It's so exciting. <laughs> I haven't seen him since he played the uh, Palladium. Was that it? The Palladium? No, 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 mm-hmm. no. Was it the Palladium? It or was the in Holland. Well, he played the Pantages the, the one Pantages. year the where Pantages. he played like multiple nights at the Pantages. Yes. And um, 
and uh, then he played the Palladium. That's the last time I saw him, mm-hmm. 2010 at the Palladium, mm. which was a great, great venue. I was there at the Pantages during his multiple night run. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that uh, audience, I saw pretty much everybody that I knew. You That's were there right. too. Yeah, I was there one of the I'm not sure which night you were there, but I was there one of the nights. I was there the night Elvis Costello was in the crowd. Oh, I don't, I don't know. If that might have been a different night. But yeah, it was night. full of people I knew. Yeah. Everywhere I turned, I ran into somebody I knew. Right, because it was all people who were going multiple nights also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's kind of um, the thing with Bob Dylan is that when you go see him, you go, go see him multiple nights. And, and we had hoped to do that with this concert, but I had to work. But um, in any case, the, the shows that we were going to go uh, ended up not, not they're not going to do, um, I guess, St. Paul, and they're not going to do... Uh, Columbus so in a sense this was the only one that we could come to right anyway yeah because it's the weekend Mm -hmm. and the next show's not till Tuesday so we can't just like but it is it is kind of fun we can't just hang about but it would be fun to do to road trip with the with the um with the tour I've done that before where you just sort of go town to town yeah and you end up running into the same people who are doing a similar thing yeah it's kind of a nice adventure but it is an adventure it's like a caravan and then it's almost like you know, you have that sense of like, almost like you've joined the circus, you know, you yep. go along with it. And, um, you know, I think that's a really magical thing to do to follow bands. And, and, and certainly um, Bob Dylan, you know, it's, it's pretty religious, you yeah. know, people who follow him. And it would be really cool to follow him. But I, I, I doubt he's staying around here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to say because well they I think they're just so quickly in each town maybe they're just on the bus right I bet you they're just pulling into each town and and maybe not even get a hotel mm-hmm. uh, but I heard that he likes to get an out of the way hotel not a big name place oh, okay just a very small kind of casual hmm. scene because hmm. he because the the thought is oh he'll be at the very fancy hotel in town yes and he's actually at some motor inn mm. down the street. Well, that's probably the easiest thing. I mean, also staying on the bus. That that's my favorite thing to do is to stay. On, I I had a tour bus once and I I loved yeah rolling up to the venue and then because it's like having a hotel that moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, you've got everything you need on there, right? You can shower on the mm-hmm. bus and then get ready and and everything. Well, you can't make a poo poo. No, that's not the, at all. No, no. I mean, there there you know sometimes. We would try, John Roberts and I shared the tour bus, and sometimes we would try to justify, like, liquid shit. Mm-hmm. But really, you you can't really do that. That's either. almost worse, because I, I mean, think that, that just has more, that sounds like it has more repercussions <laughs> than a good solid one, so we can get fished out. But yeah. So what is it? With the sewage on the bus, you can't... Um, well, they can get... For some reason, they can neutralize the urine, but for some reason, the shit, you can't... Um, you, you carry it around, and it just collects. And then no. it just... It, it, it just... Uh, I don't know. It just... For some reason, it's just not possible. But you know, like in RVs and stuff like that, you can. Um, in is this RVs, a different setup? I, think it's a I, I don't know my setup. my mobile touring. Uh, I think it's vehicles. a slightly different setup. I think it it's um, a little bit more of uh, with an RV. Even with an RV, you kind of don't really want to. I mean, because it's just in any kind of like a septic tank situation where you're carrying around the tank with you, you don't, you don't want to put any solids in there. Like, so you don't put toilet paper in there. You don't put any garbage in there. You don't put anything down there. And least of all, uh, these things shit 
Don't mm-hmm. put shit down. Because it's just, um, uh, there's something about musician shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they're living on the road, so it's probably not the healthiest of any lifestyle. So whatever's going down yeah. that, uh, that pipe. <laughs> you don't want it. Yeah, it's not good. You don't it's want it's not good. It, it's not good and um but uh other people have different kinds of restrictions. Like I don't have <laughs> Tegan and Sarah have a an, an intense restriction on their bus. No sex. No sex on the bus? No sex. And I, I did not make that um because I, I did not want to have to adhere to that. I didn't have sex on my bus anyway. But But uh, you don't want it ruled out. I don't want to rule that. Like I mean if it if it's gonna happen, I mean I need to get whatever I can get. So I, I was just like I didn't make that rule on the outset, and um, John took advantage of that. John did it. Oh, since you didn't have... Uh, well... Well, but it's going to be weird because it, because it's like I I figure partly is you're, you're moving straight on to the next town. In, yes. In most, in most uh, instances, you get off stage, you get on the bus, and we're going. So it's got to be somebody you just found that right. you're going to have sex with, or what's worse is sex within... Your group. Oh, that's terrible. You, know, you, no, you don't that's, need that. No, you don't no. need that because it's going to be ongoing yeah. until it goes bad. Yeah. And then it's going to be a lot of like yeah. bitch looks like, <laughs> mm, yeah, no. <laughs> it was bad. So, but the, but there's no sex on the bus. That's what Antigan Tegan and, and Sarah, Sarah's outfit. Yeah. And in Tegan and Sarah's outfit, also there's a couple of long-term relationships within their um, touring mm-hmm. group. And so, but they are expressly, they, they you know, they all like sort of rely on each other not to do this even though that there's some long-term stuff going on is, is that just because it's you don't want it on the bus can they have sex in their hotel rooms uh-huh i think when so like it's not like a no sex on tour just no, not on no, the bus no, just not on the bus that the bus is a, a sort of a sacred space where you don't bring things like shit or sex <laughs> yeah so it's basically a n- there's nothing going on on the bus no there's, there's nothing, nothing just maybe uh, some I don't know. Video games or something, you know? Well, sometimes we would watch, um, we would all get, I had a big bed in the back, and so we would all watch Jersey Shore, because that was like the beginning of the night. Our tour would begin like on Thursday. Would you go to like Thursday <laughs> or Sunday? If anything makes you not want to have sex, <laughs> it's, the it's Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore. <laughs> Any, anything that that, this, that, that that sort of, um, you know, puts you off, any kind of, anything that might reproduce something That's Jersey would be Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. It's good. Um, it, it's a good. It would have the adverse, uh, sub, uh, adverse, uh, sub, what adverse of therapy like subliminal kind of like aversive yeah. therapy. Um, but uh, we would either watch that or we would watch Showgirls. Okay. The movie Showgirls, or we would watch. Um, we watched a little bit of Mommy Dearest, so we never got through it. Mm. It's very good. It's very gay bus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do you remember a couple years ago, maybe a decade ago? I don't know how long ago it was. The Dave Matthews Band bus, ooh, 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 ooh. they um, got in trouble because they dumped all their shit on the street. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you remember that? No. Like the, the bus driver, I guess, decided like, well, this is this probably looks like an okay place to <gasps> dump all of Dave Matthews and his band shit. Oh, my God. So they dumped it and they got fined. It might have been in Chicago. <gasps> That's terrible. That's and, terrible. Uh, I think I made the joke that it was... Uh, Oh, it's like uh, it's like that Dave. That's Dave Matthews' new release. It's a box set. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he did a duet with Corn. Oh God! <laughs> that's so horrible. But yeah, there's there was some kind of like uh, apparently you could shit on Dave Matthews' bus, and I bet you sex was okay. I bet sex was okay. Um, but, but like 
it's kind of very like I, could you imagine that might be a dirty bus anyway? I think that's probably kind of a kind of a hippieish kind of dirty. Like, dude, mm. it's okay, man. It's all right, <laughs> dude. No, go in there and have a shit. We're gonna we're gonna dump it in the street anyway, bro. <laughs> anyway, bro. But it's not it's not like um, you can really know nobody knows, you know. But our our tour bus was really like ours was extra clean because it was lent to us because we didn't use it for the whole week. Right. So we would only use it from like Thursday to Sunday, and then it would get rented out for like the other three days. So it's not like we ours was so transient uh-huh. that it wasn't even like I think you know I think that's sort of the way the deal was. So other buses maybe if you own your bus then you can shit on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's right. If if it's a loner, mm-hmm. well, you don't want to shit in somebody else's bus if it's not yours. Yeah. But um, a couple of times, I literally shit my pants because, okay. Because you couldn't wait? Well, in Austin, <laughs> what happened was I, I, was, I got cocky. Because we would always like park right outside of a hotel um, so that we could go shit in the hotel. And then we, um, in Austin, we had also had a very intense coffee maker. We had a Krug. On on when it oh, was right. Keurig, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, and so and I put popped in a dark roast, whatever, <laughs> in the morning. Some someone's tempting fate, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got real cocky. Like I felt like, oh, I should go shit, but I was like, kind of like, well, I'm gonna you know do something else first, and then it was <laughs> was kind of it was a little bit too late. Like mm-hmm. by the time I mm-hmm. left <laughs> to go shit, it was like. I kind of was like, oh, I should have done this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, I, it was at the Omni Hotel. It was in Austin. And we were actually a couple of blocks from the hotel this time because they couldn't find. And so I didn't realize we were a couple blocks away. I thought we were like right next to And were you staying at the hotel too? Or were you just like no, using their we facilities? We were just using their facilities. But we were able to park like in their loading dock. But I thought we were really close, but we were actually blocks away. Like, yeah, you were... You're so, at least that 10 minutes, yeah. that 10 minute window of time. That's yeah. when you realize that's grace, how far you were. The grace period was not, it was not, so, I was not so graceful with that <laughs> grace period. And then so I got to the, I finally got to the bathroom and I put my hand on the toilet. And the, no, I didn't, I didn't put my hand on the toilet. I put my hand on the um, door, the door of the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then I shit. Right there. That's that's like you get that close, but you but you ever get to where you can't move because you've waited too long, and it's like you know it's coming out, and you're like, oh, it's no, it's not coming out here. So you have to stop, and it's that pain in your like in your colon. You feel it it's all the way through your body, it's and it's like, mm, yeah, no, it's bad, it's bad. But I, I, uh, yeah, it was like when I touched the um, door of the toilet it wasn't the door of the bathroom i actually got in all the way into the bathroom and then i got onto the you know the door the, that sort of metal door yeah. on the toilet and then i shit and i just put on a new pair of um brand new pair of american apparel underwear a thong a red i remember it was a red thong underwear i'd taken it out of the package that morning so just a few minutes before that and you broke it in it, I had to leave the underwear there. I mean, it was like the situation where I just took, I, I just, just, and it was like in a thong, so it wasn't contained. No, no, not at all. So I had to just leave. I just left my underwear It was just there. basically kind of separated. <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know. It's split. It was just split mm-hmm. in half. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to leave this underwear here. I was really sad that I had to leave the underwear there. But I mean, what else am I going to do? 
That's the worst. It was the worst. I've, I've found that, like you said, the moment you think that you need to go, <laughs> that's when you have to go. Mm-hmm. Because all, all your subconscious is going, okay, you've, you've, uh, you've basically set it in motion now. Yeah. That you need to do this. Yeah. yeah. Because there is no later on. No, 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 no. There's only that moment where you're at the door. <laughs> I can't move. This is it. I have to. And why does it, it smell so bad when you actually do it in your pants as opposed to doing it in the toilet? Maybe because it's just in the toilet, you don't smell all of it. I don't know what it is. But well, it there's seems water. To... There's a, I don't know. What is that there's about? There's distance. I think there's something like even but in your mind too. It's like, I just shit my pants. So yeah. it's the worst of everything. Yeah. Done it a few times now. I mean, I do it. I, I do it every once and again, just because it's like I get cocky, and I go, oh, "I'll just deal with this later." Mm-hmm. Like I get involved in what I'm doing, and then I don't pay attention to right, the fact that right. I've got a shit. And then usually, uh, it's got it's 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 in a place where I don't have any. I, I'm gonna, sh- you know. But do, do you? Is it very difficult to like? Do you have to have it like it's going to be the the perfect place to do it? No, no, no. Like no, I don't no. want to do it at somebody else's house. No, no. I don't want to do it on a plan. I don't want to. Once I leave the house, yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rare moment where it's like, oh yeah, like I have to. I don't I want. Like, I don't want to do it anywhere else. But, but I like doing it at. Like I really enjoy doing it at. Like say like a restaurant that serves breakfast. Yeah. Because they have a toilet that can take it. <laughs> usually, or like a Starbucks. Because mm-hmm. they have a toilet that can take but it. But there's a lot of waiting for that. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot of waiting, especially the star. The worst is when you want to use a star a bathroom at the Starbucks. Even if you're having a piss, there's that long waiting in line mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get in there because there's so many other people. And I feel like some people just show up to do that as well. Right, they right. just show up to you know. But there, but there is that thing too when you know you're kind of standing there and somebody else is in. Like we all have that that timer in our heads. Like okay, this person's. Okay, it's gone past the acceptable having a piss time. Mm-hmm. They're in there having a shit. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think now, like, do I want to go in there? Yeah. After they just had a shit. And you're just like, Ugh. Or the worst is if you go in after somebody's had a shit and you're having a piss. And I feel like when I come out, I got to come out and go, that wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. I was just having a piss yeah. for the next person. Exactly. My thing. What is it about, what, like, we don't want to be, we don't want to be connected to that smell. Well, I mean, it's sort of like um, you just don't want people to think that that I don't know that it's you or I don't know because it's pretty gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But there are some people who just own it. They just walk out like, yeah, they're just cool with it. Come on in. They're just cool with it. See what I just did. Enjoy this. Yeah, I remember actually. This is an old story, but I remember um, this girl that was. Uh, I know I've talked to Mark Marin about her before. Stacy Nelson, who would like, you know, she dated Mark and um, she would have him over from Boston or wherever he lived in New York and Boston, you know, from the East coast, he was in the LA and this is in the early, early nineties. And, um, she would stay at his house for five days or so. And then she was freaking out. She was cause like, I can't shit. So she would come over to my house to shit. Cause she was so freaked out about shit in front of Mark. And I was like, why don't you shit in front of Mark? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, cause he would be shitting with the door open, mm-hmm. you know, like he would never, he'd have a newspaper, a cigarette mm-hmm. on the toilet. Right. He had no problem with it, but she had issues with it. Like even if she had the door shut and whatever, some women are like that. They don't want to. Yeah. But I mean, if he's got the door, I've stayed with Mark. and He uh, doesn't seem to care. Uh, he at least gave me the um, shut door. 
um, uh, uh, decency. Yeah. I've never had him with the door open. I've stayed with him in hotels and in, you know, on the road and mm-hmm. uh, and, and at his house mm-hmm. in New York and in L.A. Yeah. So. And I always got the door shut. Yeah, maybe. So yeah. maybe, you know, maybe for me, he felt I was more. But there's that, they, they had that intimacy. Yeah, I guess In so. his mind, like, oh, I can shit with the door open. And a lot of guys feel they have that. They can shit with the door open. I think in so. In front of a woman. I don't, I don't think that's, I, I've never reached that point in any relationship. I haven't either. I, I mean, maybe it. I have in my marriage. I could definitely do that. For, you could. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah with my yeah. husband. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because if, we've if had, it, if it, yeah. but, I mean, but for me, the thing is, it's like, well, what is it? Why can't you shut the door? What do you need to share? Yeah, what is, yeah, what, what is, is this that about? What is about? Like, like, but it, with him, I think he just needs that person accessible yeah. at all times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he needs, he, that, that boundary of a door mm-hmm. is just like, it, it shuts me off from my neediness of yeah. that person. Maybe that's maybe what that's, it is. Maybe that's, that's the thing. But I, I don't think I could do that. I think it's, there's going to be a certain level of privacy and so. respect for the other person. I think so. I but think so. Why couldn't she, like, have the door shut and shit at his place? She was just nervous. She was just nervous about it. So she, um, like, that's going to be a deal breaker. Yeah, she was. She was kind of awful to him. Also, you know, I remember that later on. She was. She was not very um, good to him later. Oh yeah. Um, so it was tough later. But so maybe that sort of clued them into some something might be a little bit wrong. I don't know. Hmm. But I don't know. But I like to shut the door. I'm would more you, of a door Would shutter. you leave like if you were staying with somebody? In that kind of instance, would you like? How do you like? Oh, I gotta, I gotta go to somewhere real quick and then leave. Did you live close? Um, I lived close. Yeah, I lived really close. I lived really close to them, so or to her, and she was my publicist at the time. Publicist at the time. Oh, she. Oh, it was so, her place. He was mm-hmm. staying with her. He was staying with her. Oh, so it wasn't even his place. No, no. He was just staying with her for for the time that he was. Oh, there. I see. When he would come out. Yeah. I get you. But. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I would need the shut door, I think. I don't know, but normally I, I generally don't have a big um, preference to where I go. I just like to sort of just wait around to the very last minute. You know, I like to wait to the very last minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't like to go to the bathroom? Rock shows. For the big rock festivals like this, yeah. say like this. It's Actually, this may have like an indoor element. This, so this is more amphitheater. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the... We're taking over a field, yeah, and we're building a city, yeah, here of rock and roll, porta potty kind of. I yeah, don't that's like not, that. not. I don't like that at all. That's not good because it's just uh, and and then and then. But even if you're going in the VIP ones, it's still a bunch of VIP shit. Mm-hmm. It's still you know just trying. Well, shit is shit. Shit is shit. It doesn't. There's no uh, shit. Knows no um, class. I don't care if this is government mule shit. <laughs> I like government mule. Um, I don't care if this is the Almond Brothers shit. Almond Brothers are great. Yeah. They're, <laughs> but but it's just it's just dirty too, and you figure that there's no because it's just basically it's a blue plastic thing with a hole in it. Yeah. And you can kind of hear it kind of slopping around mm-hmm. in there. Well, you can see it and see it and smell it. And, and there's blue. nowhere to sort of wash your hands till you get no, out. No, you can't wash and your hands. And there's not there's not even always somewhere to wash your hands. No, no, it's just this like plastic receptacle, mm-hmm. and that it's just sometimes it's really dark in there too. Like if there's no lights, that's really scary too. Um, oh yeah, at night once you get in it after after hours. Yeah, it's just so scary. But then there's like I always look down in there 
I'm always looking into the abyss of seeing what's in the, <laughs> and it's so awful. I don't know why I always do that. I shouldn't look because I mean, what else, what am I going to find? That that might be somebody's uh, uh, rock photo book. <laughs> porta porta potties of um, yeah of rock concerts of, of rock festivals the rock festivals because it's just you know Bonnaroo poo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a bummer bum. Bum per shit. Bum per shit. Bum per shit. But it's like, it's so, I don't know. That's the worst part about rock festivals is just the porta potty thing. Mm. Because I can't, everything else is cool. Yeah. Everything else is good. I mean, what do you think? What do you think this kind of, this kind of a rock festival is a little bit skewed a bit older? You know, this show. Well, I yeah, I think so. But then there's a good, there's a good healthy like like younger fan base to come out to see Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably because they're curious. And then um, Wilco, I think Wilco's got a pretty good generational. Yeah, they've got a generational. I mean, they're sort of my generation, base. and then certainly younger. Mm. Um, my morning jacket is for younger people. Yes. Um, Richard Thompson is just for the people who can't stay up past five, six. That's yeah, that's like sort of like uh, the early bird special. Very, very, <laughs> very, very early bird special. But I mean, this is good. You know, quite a. I mean, it's it's quite a rock festival. Now we've been trying to get backstage for weeks and still haven't gotten any closer. Although, uh, n- even though Charlie Sexton is now in the band, who I uh, love, mm. he's now in Bob Dylan's band. He's back even in. with even with that connection, I still can't get back there. Yeah, it's hard. There's a real well. Bob's very. Uh, it's very notoriously difficult to get backstage. There, sometimes there's a backstage, and then there's his backstage. Yeah, and you can kind of get to. Um, I went backstage at, at in Santa Cruz. Ooh, myself and Tom, Tom Rhodes. Oh, okay. And uh, and our friend Charles, we got to the outer backstage. Yes. Of the Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium, which was really it was like a high school gym type, Ooh, wow. type thing. That's cool. But then there was a backstage backstage. Yes. But the funny thing is, we were right by the little kitchen area, which is where you have to leave to get onto the bus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we must have missed them by moments. Oh, wow. Um, How did you get back there? Uh, Tom had talked to somebody at Bill Graham. Oh, okay. And got those backstage passes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, hard to get, it's hard to get backstage. I mean, because we had... Um, so we had tried initially, and then... Uh, I was told that Bob Dylan's backstage uh, access, you get approved at the beginning of the week if you can get in. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I never heard back. So I think that we just didn't get, um, we, we just, I don't know, because we don't know anybody really personally, uh, right. except for Charlie Sexton now. And he's only just been in since Tuesday. Yes. Yes. He He's replacing somebody that left. And he's, he's basically, he was in the band mm-hmm. and is back in the band. He's yes. filling in. So, is there a way a way to wait around? Do people wait around after at like the stage door or whatever by the buses? Do people do that for after the shows? Yeah. Um, well, you, yeah, it depends on where the where the ex, the entrance is. Mm-hmm. I've seen the bus pull in. I've seen Bob get off the bus mm-hmm. at other shows. Yeah, he kind of gets off wearing his cap. Yeah, like his his knitted cap over his head and his leather jacket. <laughs> and somebody carrying his like clothes for him. Yeah. Um, I saw him one time in Sacramento. They, they. Uh, I just see so his bus pull up, and I just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. And he got off 
like on it. But they made me walk. They made me like step all the way down away yeah. from the doorway, and they put like a police tape up, like yellow tape. Yeah, and it was just me, which mm-hmm. was kind of I thought was like a bit over, <laughs> over you know. Well, over the mark. You know, it's like one of those things where if somebody, if an artist is that um, a kind of uh, protected. Yeah. You know, I bet he's got a lot of stalking. Thing, oh, yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, because he is that kind. Of, I mean, he's really the only American rock star I can think of in that with that sort of, you know, you, you, you don't think about anybody like that. that you know, you, they, we, we think of like the Beatles, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think he's the only person that compares to, yeah. to even bigger than the Beatles, actually. So because um, America doesn't have. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's nobody else that like. Well, it's kind of like you, you know, the, the, of that level. It's it's Dylan, Mark Twain, mm-hmm. Jefferson. Yeah. Is that the three? Yeah. The three big ones. Yeah, that's it. Right there. <laughs> I mean, because there's nobody. I mean, there's nobody that really compares to his legend and his, um, you know, his work. And yeah. you can't, you know, he's really an American treasure. So there, there's nobody that. Uh, even when Paul McCartney tours, people, you don't even, the only thing that I think would become closer would be like John Lennon. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Like who, Neil Young for Canada? No. Yeah. I mean, Neil's, Neil's, <laughs> Neil's, Neil's, great. Neil's great. Big deal. But it's like, this is, Bob's like a legend. He's a legendary person. Yeah. And he's an, he's an enigmatic person. People don't even understand no. him. So that's what makes it even more. And he's also on the road every year yeah. all year long so it's not like mccartney and those guys they'll go out every other year maybe every mm-hmm. three four years the mm-hmm. stones do a tour every five or six years and yeah. there's a huge big thing around them mm-hmm. but it's still like it's just like bob is in any town yeah yeah all the time and but he just doesn't you know he just doesn't want to it's very he's it's always notoriously very difficult to get backstage anywhere near him mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Even for people who know him, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll go. I mean, it's it's not even like that's the the main um, you know thing. We're going for a lot of different reasons. We're just going to see the show, mm. and we're also going to experience the show out here in Cincinnati, which is a new thing for me. I've never gone to see a rock show in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a rock and roll town, though. It's sort of, it, but it, it's sort of like this new thing to come out and do a. Sh- do a show here. Come, come, come see a show here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's different from going in LA or somewhere like that. Yeah. Like Anaheim or like, yeah. you know, or even like Mountain View. Well, that's the thing. It's like you go to a show in LA area, there's always the celebrities that show mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. there's all a, a huge contingent of like famous people. So here, I think it's going to be you. It'll be me. Um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I do have a good time. Sometimes when I go to rock shows in different places, they, like I went to a um, Kid Rock and Leonard Skinner show. I actually wrote a song about this last week with uh-huh. Edward Herta. And um, so I was walking around in the, and had Leonard Skinner, the backstage pass, and I'm walking around with a laminate. <laughs> it says family <laughs> on it. Because you're part of the family. Because I'm part of the Skinner family. <laughs> and then this guy was chasing me going, Hey, where do you work at? I know you. Where do you work at? And um, he wouldn't stop. I saw him, kept seeing him all night. But uh, 
it, it's it's kind of because the people do recognize me to a degree, but not really. <laughs> well, yeah, because it well out of context too. Yeah, I guess maybe they think like in somewhere here, like what do I know? Yeah, I got mm. recognized last night actually. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I've played in this area many many years, and this guy asked me. I was at the sh- at the shop buying a couple of groceries, and he says, "He says I know you." <laughs> and he's looking at me like I know you. What's your name? I said, "My name is Jim." And he says, uh, "Do you work at Buffalo Wild Wings?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yes, I do. Of uh, course, that's how you know me." <laughs> so yeah, this guy thought he knew me Buffalo from Wild Buffalo Wings. Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. So, yeah. I guess, Buffalo Wild Wings is basically hooters without <laughs> the scantily clad just, um, uh, women. Yeah, it's just the wings. Yeah, it's just the wings. So, Ooh. yeah, this guy thought I, I worked there. So. Worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. That was, you know, it was, it was, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Maybe we'll buy t-shirts at the show. Maybe we'll get recognized. We don't know. But we don't know. But we'll check in after. And then um, we'll let you know how it goes. Because we're not going to bring, we're not, since we're not approved, we're not going to bring our recording devices. However, we're going to bring our wits. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to see what we can see. Um, but we just, you know, we want to see the show. And I think we got pretty good seats anyway. So we're going we're gonna to watch the show and then we'll come back and we'll talk to you when we are done. We just got back. What a rock and roll day. First of all, we went to the concert we got there before everybody else. <laughs> we got there so early. Well, I, I wanted to go early because I wanted to make sure that um, we had our tickets. I always get weirded out like when you're in a different city and it's a Saturday or a Sunday and you mm-hmm. you may need help from somebody's office. But, yeah, right. So I wanted to have a, not enough time to figure it out. But we went to the concert early um, and then um, we got our tickets right away at the will call. Uh, but at that, at that point, that's when I tried to ask if we could get backstage. And then they said um, to come back for the after show. If there's after show passes, they, the band, one of the bands will have left them for you. But um, seeing as I only know the one person, Charlie Sexton, who mm-hmm. uh, we could not get to uh, call me back or text me back or, or anything, but... I've been talking about Charlie Sexton for weeks on a, an unrelated charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, a, on a different issue. On a different issue. So it seemed like a perfect thing that we could get in to, to the show backstage with him. But mm-hmm. uh, we were unable to do that. We, we um, met a guy who worked for Wilco who also tried to get us backstage, but he um, was unable to. And he and the band apologized four times. Right. Four separate times. And they, they just kept texting you. We're really sorry. Wilco is sad to announce that we cannot. <laughs> Wilco's we cannot. really sorry. I don't think Wilco is sorry enough. I don't, I, I'm not. <laughs> there should have been maybe one more. But they could have met you somewhere. They could have said, uh, you know, like, um, come, even prisoners get to talk to people. Right. Like, what are they held hostage back there in a bus? They might be. They could, they could have gone to the fence, they you know, and like um, and even at comedy day, you can you can find people. You know? mm-hmm. But it is it is a thing, like you know, it is it is um, a great separation between um, the people that go to shows and the people who put on shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there there is, um, and part of that is there almost artificially because people who go to shows 
almost don't want to uh, know how easy it is to get back. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Because <laughs> there's a, you know there there is an element of like drama and theater, and you know you 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 do want that mystery. You want that um, enigmatic. Thing. Yeah, you want to know that they're backstage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're back there somewhere, and you like. The funniest thing is, I haven't been backstage at much, but I remember once I went to um, the Live One Hundred and Five thing oh, yeah. at Shoreline Amphitheater, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the radio station in San Francisco. This is way back. This is in the nineties, and Matt Weinhold had backstage passes. Oh, okay. So I went back with Matt, and the good thing is I got to stand next to Shirley Manson. For a moment, oh my god! Which was pretty like ooh, ooh, Shirley Manson. That's Holy pretty shit. great. She's this great. Isn't bad. Yeah. Jewel was off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But Shirley Manson. Yeah, there you go. Shirley Manson's but great. I remember being backstage and then coming back out and the band Lush. Oh yeah, yeah remember yeah, Lush? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Those couple of girls mm-hmm. they come out and they go, oh, "It's fucking mental backstage," and people are like, "Oh," and you go, "No, it really wasn't that mental." <gasps> They were just eating salad. It wasn't that mental. It's not that mental. It was pretty just like a cafeteria. It is like a cafeteria. But you want to think like, I bet you it's mental backstage. But it's really not that mental. Because in general, at every rock show, and in this one in particular, the one we went to today, it's a bunch of dudes. A lot of blokes. That's all there is. It was very bloke heavy. <laughs> Well, we, we, we got there so early and we sort of, it was kind of cool because you're sussing it out and we went mm-hmm. from gate to gate, like how can we yeah. get in? We went to one gate and this girl, we, we interrupted her reading her book. Yes. Um, was she reading The Pit and the Pendulum? She, what, what, what was she reading? <laughs> was she re- seemed to be reading something that was a bit of fantasy she, genre. She was reading something, she was reading some kind of, um, maybe a, maybe a Tolkien? <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe The Hobbit? Something. Um, but she comes over and she looks at her ticket. She goes, uh, the doors don't open to five till what? Till 5.30. She, yeah. And the show starts at 8. And yeah. And you go, first off, that's not even correct. That's not true. The show starts at 5.30. Get, doors open at 4.30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just didn't, she just couldn't she be just arsed. She just didn't know. She couldn't be arsed. Because she was still in Middle Earth in her head. <laughs> and there were pages. She didn't have a Kindle. She was reading a book. Yeah. Which is always a good to bring a book with you to a rock show. Well. And sit out front like, I read. She, um, you know, she had her, uh, she had her priorities. She had her book and she had her, you know, she had her idea of when the show was. <laughs> which was not le- that. Was nowhere even close to anything. And it, it was kind of cool because we got to overhear bits of conversation. Mm-hmm. Where the people said, you know, the show's supposed to start at 5.30. This yes. is some of the, some of the stuff as they were milling yes. about. We did hear some hearsay. About um, Bob, Bob Dylan supposedly was going over 15 minutes. Yes. So Richard Thompson started 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, that's the thing. They shifted up Richard Thompson 15 minutes early. Yeah. Because they, they, they said that the previous shows, Bob has been going 15 minutes long. Yeah. So they had to, they had to move. They had to shuffle the whole show up a bit. They, they moved it all up a bit. But then they were saying like, oh, is it because he was high? Was that what? No, somebody said, um, well, they did say that, but they said... Uh, they, they, somebody said they'd read the reviews and said the shows were, were really good. And he had a lot of energy. Uh-huh. And they said, oh, he must be back on drugs again. <laughs> he must be high again. But then, I mean... There's that... a couple of older ladies, too. Yeah, so do, do you think they were referring to drugs from, like, that period of when he was taking drugs in the 60s? Or you... Maybe so, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, or maybe just, uh, I don't know, maybe like um, like a... Um, 
what's an old man drug now? <laughs> Cialis. What's an old Cialis? Um, maybe he's on. I don't know, but he Lipitor. He, li, li, Lipitor, um, a probiotic. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very energetic. Um, he doesn't seem like he would be on drugs. No, I don't think. No. I mean, I think he probably did in the sixties. But oh, I think so. In the sixties yeah. and the seventies. In the seventies, but then and a lot of the eighties. Yeah. And maybe some of the nineties. Perhaps, but then I never really thought. I don't know. He's such an enigmatic kind of character that you never really think. Well, you just assume everything. Yeah, and he's nothing. sort of beyond. Yeah, nothing. He's kind of beyond speculation because he's kind of a legendary figure to it's the a point. Full, it's a full myth. It's a myth. Well, he's the guy that allegedly got the Beatles to smoke weed for the first time. Yeah. He showed up at their hotel room. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And when, you know, here you go. Have some of that. I don't. I think that it just. It probably wasn't that hard. <laughs> Probably what? Was it wasn't it? that hard to get them to get it or to, to get, get them, them to, to do it. it. Yeah, well, he was just amazed that they hadn't. Yeah, I'm and kind of amazed point, that they hadn't. And at that point, they were on um, a lot of uh, speed because mm. that's what they got introduced to in um, in Hamburg. Right. Because when you play that many shows, you're going to need some right. something to keep keep yourself awake. On the Reaperbahn. In the Reaperbahn. But, um, you know, that kind of uh, energy and that kind of that time period was really speedy, too. Like early right. 60s, mid 60s, that was just all about, you know, black beauties and whatever that they were, t all right. the speed that they were taking, you know, that, that was pretty common. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of amazed they hadn't smoked pot either. Just because they were a blues band. Right. Also. And maybe, I don't know, maybe in England there wasn't so much at that time. Yeah, probably not. And maybe in Germany, no? I don't know. I guess not. There isn't any in Germany now. Oh, is there isn't? No. Not. They, because they, they smoked it all. <laughs> The Beatles smoked it all. There's no weed in Germany? No. Not, not that I know of. I mean, only, the only weed that I encountered in Germany uh, was once with a bunch of bears in Cologne, in Kern. I, I, I did, and it wasn't very good. It was like they probably, they probably just could have done without it. Because <laughs> it was terrible. Where did it come from? Um, I don't know, some bear's house that he was, he was growing it, and um, it just wasn't very good. But right. it, also, it also wasn't... Um, very strong, but they didn't need it to be strong because they don't really smoke pot there. Well, they drink all that beer, right? They drink a lot of beer. Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no weed Toberfest. No, no. There's none, nothing like that. Nothing like the night before at the show, uh, this place that we were at last night. Um, this is why the, the, the security was so tight today. Not only was it because it was a Dylan show, last night they had Cypress Hill. Oh, right, right. So I think that they were. everybody was a little bit, you know, just a little bit uh, <laughs> overreacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the staff there was kind of, well, it was their instructions to not let people take any photos of anyone. Of anyone. But, you know, I think that's kind of good because it really did change the energy of the show because not everybody had their phone out. Mm, yeah. People were actually just watching. It was like going to a show in the 90s. It was like going to a show. Pre, pre, pre I have my phone with me. I have me. my phone out. I can take pictures and do other stuff, yeah. Because that's all people do. It's all they do. And this is like kind of the one show where I actually kind of, wow, we were in the show. We were watching the show. Right. You know? I, no, yeah, there's no real distractions. Because that's the thing. It's like there's usually somebody in front of you with their hand in front of your face. Yeah. They've reached up to take that picture and, and it's right in front of your face. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, i got to watch it through your screen as well. Well, yeah, and they're like sh shooting a bad video that you can't even see or hear. Yeah, nobody's going to want to watch it. No. And you can't get pictures... That that I mean, we were pretty. We were pretty close. We were really, but close. it was just nice to have that. So, so 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 your man Richard Thompson comes out. 
Richard Thompson comes out and um, he played a few songs. Um, I would like to go to a songwriting camp. Yeah. Frets and refrains. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's called frets and refrains. I would really like to go. <laughs> I do. I, I would like to go. Yeah, I love that title. That that name. It's so great. he has a he has a workshop camp. He has a workshop camp. You can go for three days, and it's in the Catskills. And uh, you go and 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 you spend. Um, Several days with him, and then uh, what? Three days with him and and Sean Colvin was there this past year, mm-hmm. who's great, um, and uh, a number of other people. And you you workshop your guitar technique. No amps. Don't oh. bring your amp. Oh. This is acoustic only. And um, you work on your singing, and you work on your songwriting, and you work on structure, and you work on playing. I think it's a great idea. Mm. And you know he's a legendary songwriter, so it would be a great thing to do. Um, so I think I may do that next year if I can get that. That would be off. cool. It would be really cool. Do you think, uh, now he was up there, his outfit was quite interesting for the middle of summer. Yeah, I would like to, uh, I, if, if I could do his workshop, mm-hmm. he should take my workshop <laughs> in how to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> because he was wearing, he was wearing a, nice, a nice big scarf. Too many things. It was, a, it was, he was, it was overdone, right? Well, you, you know what? Edit. 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 Take one thing off, which is that scarf. <laughs> Before I strangle, strangle you with it. Let me strangle you with and he it. And did, he didn't just have it like like slung over. Like Keith Richards might sling over a scarf. Yeah. He had it tied. He had it tied. He had it round. He had it round. I, I think round he Round his made, neck a few times. Yeah. He Sometimes singers do that. Singers have a weird scarf thing mm-hmm. where they'll tie a scarf around their neck a bunch of times and just be real precious about their voice. Now, <laughs> I don't like that about singers, but I don't know if that's what he does. But a scarf and a, and a beret. It's too many things That's on your too much. head and neck area. And as I said to you, it wasn't like a floppy kind of like Frenchman stereotypical looking no. beret. Like a mime. It was like a straight up. It's a it was per- very stiff beret. It's a stiff. It's kind of military. It's kind of West Germany. Like before yeah. the Germanies were united. Before they took the weed away. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 they played... Um, he was great. I, I, I really enjoyed him. I, I thought um, he didn't play very long, which was sad because I thought, oh, he could have played a little longer. But mm-hmm. then my morning jacket came and just really were really interesting. Yeah. They were loud. Yeah. Ooh, they were loud. And um, so then there's a guy, there's like sort of like um, uh, Jim James, who is a, he is like a little bit of a sort of a Jack Black looking guy a little bit. Maybe he's yeah, sort of a, yeah. he's a bit kind of a of Zach a... Galifianakis. Yeah, that's what I thought. He he had a little bit of a Zach thing going on because at one point he had on a a weird jacket. Yeah, a weird blue jacket mm-hmm. was it wasn't even on him. It was draped over. It was him. a cape because I didn't think cape? I, I don't think his arms could fit in it. Yeah, yeah, okay, think, that's what it was. Th- <laughs> and with yellow and red kind of striping on it in some parts. It was sort of it was sort of a, a jacket that it was just it looked too small. A kind of a cloak, like a jacket that it doesn't fit. So now it's a cloak. Maybe. Maybe. And I don't so, know. Yeah, he had that. And at, at one point I said he looked like a Zach Galifianakis character yes. from the 90s. Yes. So it was a, sort of like he was draped it over his, his shoulders and then he was really... Um, then he had like... He had what I had initially assumed to be a realistic tape recorder on his <laughs> chest. But actually, no, it was not. It was some kind of a leather... Um, it looked like a necklace, but it was also sort of a ceremonial mm-hmm. thing, and it had a lot of like jewels on it. Yeah, which could be mistaken for 
a realistic tape recorder with controls, you know, yeah. like a red cut button for record. But no, it wasn't. But it was it was huge. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a big square box. Yeah. I thought it was some kind of device for doing like feedback noise or some kind of yeah, some kind. I didn't know what it was. Like I thought it was I thought it was something he was going to use as an instrument. Yeah, like it was. I let's see. Like, oh, is he going to make loops with that? Like, yeah. I was like, is that a looping box? Well, that's like, why I, I figured with it his out. Look, too. I think he looked like white Reggie Reggie Watt. Yeah, he looked exactly like that. That was perfect too, because his hair. Yeah, big, big, crazy. Was very Reggie Watts, but his hair was giving him some trouble. Well, he um, every song, um, Jim James would stop, and then he would he would get a hair cloth, like a, it was a black cloth, and he a towel, and he would wipe his head down. But his hair was so frizzy. I'm like, I don't know. I think your hair is going to absorb that water. Mm-hmm. But he kept. He, I think he's a little bit insecure about it. Yeah, because his hair head was getting very sweaty and wet. But the other guy, Carl, the other guy on the other side of the stage, very rock star, um, the guitarist for My Morning Jacket. You just can't get that. That, that guy is so rock and roll. Like he looks so right. perfect playing guitar and he plays really great. And he just is skinny and like jumps and he just his hair. It mm-hmm. doesn't get wet at all. No. But I think Jim James hair gets very wet. That's, and that's why he left that black towel on his head. Yeah. Half the show. He would just leave it sitting on his head. He would leave it sitting on top to absorb it. And then I was thinking, is it one of those super absorbent towels? <laughs> you know what it was? It was a lazy do-rag. It was just like an undone. Yeah. Like if you're this, just like a, you're just sitting on there. Yeah. Just just ta- soaking up all his sweat out of his hair. Yeah. He didn't tie it down. He just he just let it, he let it sit on his head and then... and um. But you know, he didn't let it stop him either. And then at the very end, he um, seemed to bring out a bear, uh, which I read now is sort of a um, it, the bear is it's one of their songs, very oh, very okay. famous songs. It's called the bear, and also um, they always have some sort of bear iconography. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. And around the stage, and it seemed, it seemed to to me either he had um, a joint or a very very long cigarette in his mouth at the very end. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know if he's come a long way, baby, <laughs> or <laughs> if he was getting high, or if he's just a long, strange trip. Yes, but I think he probably was getting high. I think because, but th- this was this is in Cincinnati, so not a huge drug presence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the law. Well, it was pretty strict on everything you could do. Yeah, in the show because there was one guy we kept our eye on. Well, one guy who. Um, Seemed to getting be getting him some trouble. Uh, he was in the rows a few a few rows ahead of us, and he was rather drunk. Um, didn't have a, a whole lot of teeth. Not that that there's anything wrong, you know, with dental. But it whatever. sets the stage. Well, if you don't have a whole lot of teeth, you, you maybe he wasn't a bad looking guy, but you could se- sense that maybe at one time he was probably really good looking. He has not taken care of himself. His hair He's was not. fucked. His no. hair. Looked like what Jim James's hair would look like without that um, rag on his head. <laughs> no, it was just disheveled and kind of really dry. It was really dry and disheveled and um, frizzy and not, combed. and not combed. But not not long hair, but like a bit a bit of shabby, shaggy yeah. kind of hair. He just, but you could see the shadow of a good-looking man yeah, in yeah. in in the way that his face was about three wives ago. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the beginning of Faces of Meth. 
before. <laughs> he had fucked up face, didn't he? He had a really he fucked, had, up, fucked up face. He had a really fucked up face. And then uh, he had a very tall, tall friend who was trying to keep him out of trouble. Yeah. Um, he he was getting in fights with the security because the security was pretty tight and whether you could take photos. The first thing I saw is he he took a photo, which is n- not allowed. Mm-hmm. No photo. Bob Dylan does well, not, not want any photos taken no. of anyone. Uh, but he was taking it with his flip phone, which I might have let that pass. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not going to go anywhere. That's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw him, he had a smoke. Yeah, that he was smoking. And I don't know what he was smoking. No. But, but they, they made him stop that. But then he also was standing in the aisle. He was in the aisle. And that was the thing you really couldn't do. That's not allowed. You, you cannot stand, stand in the aisle. So, and then he stared the kid down, who was like a kid, basically, the security. <laughs> the kid usher. Child, children being ushers, you know, they're, they're all night. And I feel bad for them because they're just like kind of saying the same thing over and over. Everybody's yelling at them. They've got like have to put ear, ear protection because they're at a loud rock show. But they can't even really enjoy it because they got to watch people. Mm-hmm. And they have to have their back to the show the whole night. So it's, it's, hard. it's hard to be security at their shows. So um, then we saw our, that guy in line getting more alcohol. Yeah, back outside. Yeah. He was he was in line for a, for a beer maybe for a beer and he um <laughs> he was talking and then his old his sort of big sort of friend who was trying to like get talk him out of getting too fucked up um handed him a bottle of what looked like grain alcohol they had hidden a bottle mm-hmm. a bottle like a full bottle of yeah. gra- it looked like it practically had XXX. <laughs> I mean, it's like Mumford and Sons is going to blow into it as an instrument, like that kind of a bottle. Like it was like a real, like a Mumford and Sons. I mm-hmm. saw Mumford and Sons with Bob Dylan once, actually. Oh, at the Grammys. At the Grammys. Yeah, that was a bit of a shambolic performance, wasn't it? Well, it was kind of weird because, again, like um, you know, they they were trying to modernize something that didn't need modernization. No. no. You know, they were trying to, and they were, and they, it wasn't really the, Bob Dylan didn't, the, the Mumford Sons were, were great, and, and the Avett Brothers were like great also, they were all mm-hmm. playing together. But everybody together, it didn't gel. Well, you couldn't hear anyone. The sound was mixed so badly on television. Yeah. Was it different in the audience? No, you could not hear anything in the audience. It was horrible. Except for Arcade Fire going, but we went, they just do that anyway, right? They, well, no they matter just who's do that everywhere to, to anybody, no matter who's up. Um, to Sugarland when they were singing really low, it was like, no, it wasn't Sugarland. It was um, Lady Antebellum. That's right. They were like, <laughs> but the best part about um, watching Bob Dylan was I was right across from Jennifer Lopez, who was watching Bob Dylan, and with the most stupid face that I I can't even do it. But it was like the like. Her sex face, like it was mm-hmm. like a, I, I'm, and I'm doing it in front of the microphone, like you can see, but I'm just doing it for Jim's benefit, like, <laughs> like, don't look at Bob Dylan with that face, you know, don't look at him with that face. Don't look at him with that stupid Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, Jenny from the block face. Right. It's so stupid to try to come at somebody like Bob Dylan with a <laughs> stupid sex face. You think she was trying to get some, some, uh. Some attention from him? I don't think so. I think the camera was just on her, and that I she think she's just, just got that dumb face. And she's just got that dumb face, and so she cre- she pushed it into a stupid sex face when she could feel the lens rest on her. That's just what she goes to, right? Yeah, a stupid sex face. The Mumford and Sons. I don't really know much about. The only thing I can I've figured out is they seem to be working way too hard 
to produce that music. Like there seems to be so much. They seem to be so. It's there's like it's like this is fucking. It's it's folky kind of shit. You don't have to yeah. work that hard for it. Yeah, that, that guy seems like he's gonna have a heart attack on yeah. every song. Well, you and know. his head is gigantic, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. I have their albums. I don't know, but I I can't really s- tell the size of his head from the way that the voice. No, but whenever <laughs> I've seen his. His 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 video or, or something of him, but but what gets me is they just seem it just seems like there's so much effort being made, right? And you go, it's just a couple of guitars. Yeah, it's not that it's not that it's not that much. Yeah. It's not cool like Will Wilco. Although Wilco, I do think Nils from Wilco may be in the wrong band. You think so? <laughs> First off, he's way taller than anyone. Well, everybody in the band is a little little. It's just a teeny. A midgen, you know, a little wee, little Jeff Tweedies, wee, wee Jeff Tweedy, little wee Jeff Tweedy is so cute. They're all wee. Everybody's wee except for Nils, who's a tall giant, and then also Nils is so good. Yeah, like yeah. Nils is like belongs in like some kind of weird, like uh, I don't know, like the, some kind of like the Kakeo Matsui Three or. Some kind of like Japanese <laughs> funk band that you're like, what, that plays at like, what's it like with boss gags now? Or, is that, you know, they're like so, it, it's like Nils playing. He plays so, I mean, that's part of the sound of Wilco is that they, they take like fairly straightforward rock and roll and then Jeff Tweedy's great lyrics and then Nils' incredible guitar playing. Yeah. You know, that's like, his playing is so. But it's outside the genre of rock. Like, it's too good. It's, like, outside of... It's jazz, yeah, I think. Yeah, Or even experimental or something. Do you think he throws more of that in there? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's just... Um, I mean, he just plays crazy, and you're like, I can't even... Because it's not even, like, the crazy of, like, Angus Young. or it's, Yeah, it's not like that, no. No. It's not even the crazy of, like... And there's nobody that I could even compare it to. He, he kind of goes off a little Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. Like an experimental kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like the, he's that side of him. Yeah, he's like really... It, Maybe it's he's so, like a, a Greenwood brother. Yeah, yeah. That he's, he's really... It's, it's, he's great to watch. Um, and, 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 and Wilco's an unusual band just to see. And, and um, I thought they were brilliant. They were really good. They were, they were beautiful. And, and the, Jeff and, Tweedy comes out with his... With his, with his little beard. His little beard. Makes you want to grow your beard back. You know what? He's like a, he, he, he's like a Muppet baby of the Rolling <laughs> Thunder Bob Dylan. <laughs> because That's the perfect description. That's what he is. Like the perfect, he's like the Muppet baby of the Bob Dylan from the Rolling Thunder mm-hmm. era because the Bob Dylan from the Rolling Thunder era had that sort of, he had a bit of a beard. Yeah. And had that white hat. Bit of scruff and he had a white hat. Jeff Tweedy was wearing that white hat. Yeah. And um, that was the hat had like it was a big hat. It was a big hat. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a little like you know. That's the one thing. There were a couple of the what are those hats? Fedoras, the yeah. fedora type hats yeah. that, that guys and some women wear. Yeah, which yeah. is totally a fucking. It, it's it just makes it easy to spot the dick. Yeah, in the room. Yeah, totally. totally. There was a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the Jeff's was a big. Although it was almost a little Thurston Howell. It's a bit Thurston Howell. Almost a little bit of, um, you know, <laughs> on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that white yeah. guy kind of hat. Yeah. 
Yeah. But still countryish. But country, it was a little bit pork, not pork pie, but it had sort of a whitish brim. And, you know, it's a good looking, it's a good looking hat to be, but it really was like a miniature version of the Rolling Thunder hat. Yeah. Which is just like a Muppet baby. He's a Muppet baby of the Rolling Thunder. That's, perfect. That's the perfect description. <laughs> so he was so cute and wee and... Tweety. Uh, tweet, Tweety. Little Tweety. He, they were beautiful and they play beautiful. And then um, the guitars that I was telling you, okay, the, the two guitars that, that stood out to me were they had, he has two hummingbirds, Gibson hummingbirds, with the double pick guard, which are um, this, I think they are the Ron Wood special edition guitars. Really? So I think he had not one, but two of them. And each of those are priceless. They are wow. priceless, priceless guitars. And um, I, I've never seen the double pick guard. Um, until today in person. The only place I've ever seen them before is on RonnieWood.com. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to click on his guitar collection uh, or you can click on his paintings? <laughs> it's so... Yeah, that's that's uh, that's, uh, that's the only place I've seen him. That, is, is, there, one, is there a site that, for his pub? Is there... <laughs> that's a pub, that's right. Does he is have, that pub still open? I don't know if that pub is still open. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to that pub if it's open. We have to go to that pub because it's in his house. Oh, it's it is Wait, his isn't house? it in his house? I thought it was in his house. Oh, maybe there is. I thought he did have a pub, but maybe there's one in his, in his house as well. I thought he had a pub that was in his house. Oh, I would rather go to the one in his house. <laughs> I would rather. But um, Wilco was beautiful and then um, set the stage perfectly. For the sun was setting and... and um, you know, we still hadn't gotten backstage, but we we were we were still enjoying uh, the show, and we had seen that drunk guy with a with a bottle of Mumford and Sons alcohol. <laughs> yeah, um, and he never came back for a long, long time. For long you know those people time. that go to you, you've been to a rock show, and there's people who are there, and then mm-hmm. they disappear for like three quarters of the whole. Yeah, I mean, this was a long day. Yeah, but this yeah. guy was there, and then he never came back till the no. very end. Where do those people go to? I don't know. His tall friend never came back. The His one tall that was, friend was ditched policing him. His him. tall friend wasn't wasn't into it. His tall friend. But every gone. rock and roll show, there's always somebody near you that's way wasted. Yeah. And then they disappear, and but they always end up coming back for the encore. Yeah. They always seem to be back towards. They seem the to end. be back, and then he came back. He was back at the end, and I was surprised that he was still standing. Yeah, everybody was. And actually yeah. that guy, that young kid that had, had all that trouble with him, he I saw him walking up the aisle and he looked over and he saw that guy and he was like, oh, fuck, this guy's He's still here. <laughs> but he was much more manageable at this point. He sat him yeah. down in the chair. But I remember going to, at the at the Metreon in San Francisco, the IMAX, to see the, the Stones concert oh, yeah, film, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Shine a Light, yeah, yeah. that was directed by Scorsese. Uh-huh. Like the, it's a concert movie, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like... Fucking hell, is somebody smoking a joint? Oh, wow. In the IMAX? Wow. And some dude was like t- smoking a joint and dancing for the first number. And then he disappeared and then he <laughs> came back towards the end. Wow. And it was exactly like a Almost like I wonder, did Scorsese make sure that there was some fucked up guy at every showing yeah. to make it more rock and roll? That's really rock and roll. That's incredible. But who smokes a joint at a, even though it's a rock and roll concert film? Who smokes a joint in an IMAX movie? I know that's really weird. In an IMAX, but movie. It, it's in San Francisco, so you know. Yeah, I guess, but that's still weird. I mean, that's really weird. But there is always that person who's just like really fucked up, mm. and then you're like, where do they go? 
Where did he? Go? I wonder where he but went. But what happened? What? Where does that adventure take you? I don't know. Why did you come to the concert, but you yeah. spent all your time somewhere else? Yeah. That's what I can never understand. Like, where are they? What are they doing? You know, what are they doing? Maybe is it he more got fun than the show? Maybe, Maybe to him. Maybe it's just him. Maybe it's him. But it, it's it's a weird. I don't know. That's a weird phenomenon, though. We'll have to find out. <laughs> where, I almost want to do like. You know, like scientists, they they like tag a whale, yes, or a dolphin or something. Mm-hmm. I want to tag that fucked up guy at the concert, yeah, and then have some kind of homing device See and and went. track where he goes because he probably went someplace really. I mean, that was more fun than what was happening. <laughs> or he's just passed out somewhere for a while. Yeah, shit faced. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But he caught back up again. He ca- he came back in. You know, he was he was back and he was there for the rest of the show. Which um, was phenomenal, and we we saw. But my favorite thing was when we were, well, we we stood out. We sort of looked outside, and we sort of looked out by the tour buses, and then I saw Bob Dylan walking mm-hmm. with a dude, and I was like, "That was him. That was him." And then, it, but he couldn't really tell because it was so far away. But the shape of him, yeah, I could sort of see. Well, that that's sort of him, and and you. But you know, you with the, but then they came right on stage right after that, and so I thought, I thought oh, must have been, yeah, must have been, yeah, him. yeah, because it was they were still setting up the stage, yeah, and he was by the tour bus, yeah, which we know is his tour bus, mm-hmm. and he, just and he was right wearing up. black pants and a black mm-hmm. shirt, which is what he was wearing. So, so I think it's cool spotting Bob, like spotting, off stage, but uh, not easy. Bob spotting, Bob spotting, not easy to do. Bob spotting. Have you? I mean, has anybody ever seen him in life anywhere out? Mm-hmm. Out doing stuff. It's weird to. I, I, there's stories of people who've run into him. Mm. Um, yeah. There's like all kinds of encounters and yeah. people that have met him and like in weird places or run into him somewhere. Or, mm-hmm. But he's not. He's not out and about that much. Yeah. There was a story a couple of years ago. Um, the, in this this neighborhood in New Jersey, there was a a, a homeless man mm-hmm. in a hooded sweater mm-hmm. looking in a window of a house. There was a, there was a house for sale in a neighborhood. Yeah, and they called the police on him, mm-hmm. and the police came and picked him up, and um, and it was Bob. Oh, and he didn't have his ID on him. Yeah, and the two young police people didn't know who he was. Oh wow, they didn't know the name. God. So they he said, "Well, I'm at the concert hall. I'm wherever you know at this concert place." So I guess they took him over there. Wow. And somebody recognized him. Oh shit. Because they went, yeah, he's the thing. But these people didn't seem to really know who How he was. How would you not know? Like they'd not even really heard the name. That's crazy. But And he said he just wanted to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And he saw this house and he thought he might buy it. Yeah, yeah. Like this house for sale somewhere in New Jersey. It's incredible. But that's like, I mean, how would you not know the name? Or how would you just not know... I mean, his visage, his his face is mm-hmm. is so recognizable. I mean, uh, uh, even but though I he's think a- that's why people just see you like, if you look like you're wearing a like a hood and a bit scruffy and whatever, they just think, oh, here's some here's some deadbeat. Yeah, here's some bum. Yeah, you know, I mean, the neighbors. I guess you know if they see some weird guys skulking around. I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. He's so f- famous that mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I would know. But I think he really blends in mm. in that way, in that yeah. he doesn't show up looking like yeah. what you think he's going to look like. Right. Well, it, it, it is in this context to see him in a rock show is exciting. My favorite thing was when they had, they sort of had a 
projection and um, over their screen, uh, their lights, and um, there were a lot of fireflies. Yeah. In the uh, actual, I've never actually seen that in in life. Fireflies. Mm-hmm. Never seen them at all. Mm-mm. Oh wow, it's cool. So I was like really kind of moved by them. I, I uh, but they there was a sort of a projection on the back of their. Three and then they they had like this. It looked like a lot of lights, and then there was a lot of fireflies, kind of like mm-hmm. floating through the crowd. And I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, um, it was really really nice for a summer night. No, I'd not seen fireflies before. They're really um, ravey. Yeah, it was kind of like glow sticks, right? <laughs> it was like these insects have glow sticks. <laughs> it's weird. It's really rave. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really, this is really. It belongs at a fish show or something. I know, right? The, 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 the fireflies are really the ravers of the insect world. <laughs> They're really the, come on, man. Come on, let's stay up. Wearing a, wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. They're really Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> They're so rave. And, um, but it was really pretty. And I like the setup of the stage in this concert. They have the Klieg lights kind of like hanging and they, mm. they, they look really cool. I mean, even though it's simple um, and in all the other show, the other sets, the, 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 there was a big production made out about changing out your instruments yeah. for another instrument where they actually hid the fact that they did that. It, they, you know, Charlie's section would, would, they would turn the lights down and they would change out the guitar. Yeah. 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 But it looked just like the guitar he had. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I love that the um, in sort of like instrumentation was just it, the colors of it and the the way that they were playing was just to compliment Bob. It was mm. not. There was no. Uh, they were almost like a painting. Yeah, they were like a Dave Brubeck painting or something <laughs> where they just they just sort of moved in their kind of like spaces. Yeah, but they did not ever take away from you could not take your eyes off bob dylan at all but you knew there was a band there yeah and i watched charlie a little bit because you watch him like the interplay of him and bob Mm -hmm. but they're all in their suits and hats and charlie had a hat with like a big like white kind of feather in the in the the top somehow Mm -hmm. he kind of looked like a riverboat pimp (laughs) like he would have been you know like in the mississippi river yeah on a steamer on a steamer. But back, it, back in the 1870s or something. He's so beautiful, that guy. He's like really gorgeous. And um, I, I I think I've said this to you. I don't know if I've said this to you before. No, I must have said it. I, I went out with Chris Isaac for a year because he looked like Charlie Sexton. Really? <laughs> like my initial impetus for going out with Chris Isaac was not Chris Isaac. It was actually because he looked like Charlie wow. Sexton. <laughs> That's how long I've loved Charlie Sexton. Wow. But... Which is why we should have seen him today, but I, you know. He's probably, yeah, uh, I, he, well, you know, he's working, so. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard well, there was. To get through to him, but, 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 yeah, but you were talking about him. Well, I've been talking about lot. it for weeks. I've been talking about it for weeks with David Garza, and, and I've been, I've been talking, um, you know, sort of to him through David for weeks also. So there, there's been. There's been, been communication. Yeah, there's been communication. So that there's, um, there's a lot of, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's just, um, I have to do more preparation before we go to a Bob Dylan show in order to get backstage. It's not easy, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, and um, it's very uh, yeah. Charlie Charlie Sexton's kind of I don't know because he was a rock star um, before he was one of these great sessions players. Right. He was actually a rock right. star on his own. So and he um, uh, had the 
he he sort of was like the cowpunk yeah. era of like all sort of the first part part of alternative country. The real Austin mm-hmm. segment of it. Yeah. So he was very much like the cowboy junkies. A little before that, preceded the cowboy junkies, and he was a he was going to be huge like that sort of thing. But then he um, he was almost too good of a musician. Uh-huh. He's such a talented musician that they couldn't um, they couldn't like let him go. You know, they they he was like in demand so much as a sessions guy. Right, so he's played right. he plays with you know he he's played with um, Bob Dylan for a long time, um, and now just got replaced again to, to play with him again. So. It was great to see him. Uh, but I love how the band is so, they kind of, they really do recede in the background. You kind of, they mm. become a, uh, just another part of Bob Dylan's legacy. Right. You know, because they're playing all of his music and um, it, it, it's just, it's just very exciting. You know, when you, I, I really enjoy seeing him on the piano. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's different. It's different. It's, it's like, I don't know if it's an elder statesman thing or mm-hmm. I don't know. How long has he not played the guitar? He's been playing the piano since 2002, but he would he would alternate. Mm-hmm. He's been playing the piano maybe the last five or six years, just mm-hmm. solidly. Yeah. Or he'll just, I liked when he would come and just stand in the center stage and just yeah. sing and play harmonica. Yeah. No guitar, no no instrument. He would just sort of front the band. That was yeah. kind of cool. I love that. Because he really like, because when he plays the piano, it's cool, but he's off to the side a little bit. Right. So it's still like a little bit disconnected. Right. Right. I think he still wants to make people like look that little extra over. Yeah. But he's over there. Well, but that's all I'm looking at. And it doesn't matter where he is. You know, even if he's in front of the band, I'm only looking at him. Mm-hmm. So it's not even really, and the band isn't even looking at you. The band is not really in a, in a sort of, they're not engaging with the audience either. You know, the band is really, they're folded into itself. Yeah. Because this is like, it's almost like it's theater and you're only supposed to watch this part of the stage, wherever he is. You know, and that's why the white jacket sort of makes sense. But you're, my eye's always going to go wherever he is anyway. Right, right. Um, I love when at the end of his show, he stands real still in the middle of the stage. <laughs> like, and everybody kind of stands by him and then he just kind of poses for a second. But not for a picture. No, 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 no. That's what they do. They they stand out there. They'll all after the show. Like all of them will stand. You know what? He didn't even introduce the band tonight. No, he didn't. Not even a he. That used to be the only speaking he would do. But he would introduce the band. Yeah. Uh for the last few years, he didn't even do that tonight. He did That's not. Weird. He did not say one word. Um, they'd usually do that before the final song, before the uh-huh. encore. Like the penultimate song, but when when they right before the encore, they would they always stand there like that. They'll all just walk out there, and just kind of stand all there and just kind of stand. They used to call it the formation, uh-huh. and uh-huh. they would stand there and just kind of, or they almost like stare down the audience sometimes. Too. It's cool. It would be like a kind of a, you know, he used to ha- have one hand on on his hip, uh-huh. kind of like that. Or sometimes he'd stand there with the harmonica, but. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like oh, it's dramatic. Like it's they're just so standing there, cool. like they're lined up. It's so cool because Rafe used to do that. Rafe, what Rafe would do is he would, when he was really old, he would come into a room and then he would stand in the doorway and then he would kind of forget why he came there, <laughs> and then he would just stand there like really dramatically, uh, and it just 
It looked really weird because it was like he would just stand there for like effect and then everybody would look at him. It's just reminding me. <laughs> and then he would go. Then he would go. But that's what Ray started doing that. The last time um, we, uh, Al and I went to go see Bob Dylan was that, that, that night at the um, Pantages and mm-hmm. the, he, we did that weird standing there like, dead, and it was a lot like Rafe. Wow. And it was so cute because <laughs> it was just, he's just standing there. But I love that. Like he just stands there and it's at the end and it's just like, you just want a visual image of who the band is. Yeah. And you take a picture with your mind. Right. Like this is, and it's like the one thing that I remember, like, oh my God, that the, the, the image of them all there. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a lady in the band last time I saw him. There was a lady, she was a fiddler. Oh yeah. She, that was in there for, she was in there for a while. That's, when was that? That was way back. Yeah. It's a fiddler. I'm trying to remember who that was. I don't remember who that was. That was a brief thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's had a lot of people in the last few years. Yeah. But some of them have stayed there for a while. Well, the, the banjo player was very good. Banjo lap steel. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Unassuming. He seemed wee like he was in Wilco. Mm-hmm. Wee Wilco. Yes. In the, in the wee, <laughs> with the wee Wilcos. The wee wee. The, the wee, wee little wee. Wilco people. The little Wilco—they're like the—they're like the leprechauns, like the little, the wee Darby O'Gill and the wee Wilco people. The wee Wilco. <laughs> um, they were—they were wee even compared to my morning jacket, who are also kind of wee also. But they seem bigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they just all the hair and the maybe you know maybe maybe yeah the hair and all the um it, all the reverb. Mm-hmm. A lot of reverb and flange and yeah, loud. Yeah. They they were the only band that I actually needed earplugs for. Uh huh. But I really needed them. They were really loud, and to the point where they they, they did make Wilco seem quiet. Yes. Yeah. Because they're so loud, like the, your face like vibrate. I, <laughs> I, I I it was like this is really really loud. Um, there were people uh that that were in, sitting next to us. We're sitting on the end of the aisle so that we sort of had to get up a lot because people were walking through. And they seemed real unfriendly in the beginning. They were sort of younger people. And then at the end, they left about maybe very early on in the the Dylan show. And they were like, we're not going to come by, be by anymore. Oh, those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's about four of them. They kept, come, they kept going back and forth. Yeah. They were like a bit further down in the aisle. Yeah. I don't know why people come to a show... And then are, are gone a lot. Yeah. But they were gone a good part. They kept coming back and forth. Well, they got there really late and they kept go- leaving. Yeah. And then they left early. I don't know why people... I, I, I There's something about like, if I'm not into the band, I'm probably not going to go. Yeah, but or they I'm didn't not, watch Or I'm not going to stay. And they didn't watch anyone, though. They, they didn't watch any of the, the show at all. I think people just go for the event more than the thing. Maybe. I'm like, you know what? Don't come. But the couple... On the other side of me, who were on the on the aisle, yeah, on the on the end of the aisle, uh-huh. he had his Dylan T-shirt on. Yes, they bought the poster. Yeah, um, but they were gone half the time. They were gone too. half the time. But yeah, obviously, that's know. why he was there to see Bob. Yeah, I know. But he left. They left probably, you know, with three quarters into Bob's set. Yeah, like, I just, I just, I, where do you have to be? I don't know. What are you? What are you doing? You got other shit to do tonight. On a Saturday night? Well, usually I know people leave. Like, and they were younger. They were younger. Yeah, they were younger. 
they were younger, um, usually people people leave like I know that people leave towards like three fourths towards the end because uh, parking. People get all freaked out about parking. That's not rock and roll. No, it's not rock. It's not rock and roll. No, it's not rock and roll. But uh, it's a weird phenomenon. You know what used to be? It's not so much now, but you know what used to be rock and roll is you'd wait till the end of the goddamn show, then you'd get in your car. And whatever radio station in town had had like promoted it oh, yeah. would play all the songs yeah. from that concert. Oh, <laughs> you know, like so cool. like I know when I saw the Who or the Pink Floyd or the Stones or whatever, there would always be that rock and roll station yeah. where would be like they'd play every song that got played that night. And so yeah. you would just sit there in traffic and mm-hmm. everybody with their shit turned up. That's fucking so rock and cool. roll. Yeah. That's they might so be your cool. fucking <laughs> idols. They're my fucking friends. As Pete Townsend would say. It's really cool. But th- there's something, to me, that's not rock and roll. Leaving to beat the traffic, that's not fucking rock no, and roll. No, that's no. Bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. Fucking, that's bullshit new rock and roll. No, I mean, that, that, so that's now, it's like, it, it's totally gross, you know, but um, people do that. But we stayed to the end. We and the end. we shuffled over and we saw the band walk out to the buses. We saw the band walk out to the buses. Um, we saw... Charlie and then you know the guys walk across the parking lot and then we saw Bob go to sort of just it was a decoy he was kind of like hiding behind them yeah and then he turned it was a and decoy. went to his bus with his other bus because everybody's watching the band walk this way and he's almost like he dropped out yeah and went the other way to it was his a bus. total decoy like it was like this like and we saw his little white white sort of the the, the silhouette of him Go into his bus, and then I saw it was like the bus. It was cool because it was like the bus was like um, a tauntaun or like some kind of giant creature. Because the bus <laughs> is like the um, the shade opened its eyes, and then the bus yeah, like right. peeled out, and it was gone. We saw it, mm. and then he was gone into the night. Just swept away. Yeah. On a on a lo- he, on a large bus. What if he's heading here? to the next? He's sitting at staying at the Hampton Inn. He could be because everybody's uh, everybody's here. Everybody who went to the show is staying at this, uh, or everybody staying in this hotel. I think went to the show. Yeah. In fact, some some women. I was getting my cup of tea downstairs, and they think I'm associated with the with the band. Oh yes. Or one of they don't even say they don't know which one. They, they just think I must be because I'm obviously not from here. Well, you look. I'm not rock from Kentucky, so you look like you could be in a band. So. Um, I would say that you're probably in Wilco. I could be like a, I could be like a, 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 you know, on the team. Well, yeah, you could be like, um, you could be playing guitar or you could be in, um, you, you, you could also be in, uh, you know, like there's always like some, somebody, uh, you know, like kind of, there's always like cute guys like all over these bands. So you could be in any of those bands really because they're all, you couldn't be in Richard Thompson's band. You're too young. I was just going to say, though, I, I, I could almost be like um, somehow connected to that. Through the accent, people would think that I'm connected to Richard Thompson somehow. Mm. Like I, I, um, I take care of his berets. <laughs> I take care of his, uh, of his scarves. I think visually to me, it would make more sense in Wilco. I th- yeah, that would work for me. Yeah. Yeah. But... Culturally, I think they think I'm with Richard Thompson. <laughs> so, well, you're you're about thirty years too young to be in Richard Thompson's band. So. But his well, his his drummer was pretty young. 
uh, yeah, I guess. But then they, but they, they. But his bass player was good because his bass player was making <laughs> bass faces, like the surprise bass face and the the really into it bass. Face. Like just you, you know, you, you people listening, you've seen bass players when they bass make face. that bass face, that bass face. <laughs> and he had this great mop of curly kind of hair. Yeah, but to me, it looked a little Robert Reed, nineteen seventy four. <laughs> you know, final year without the mustache. Yeah. Robert Reed, Brady Bunch, or the wig from Mama's Family. <laughs> Vicky it was Lawrence's. Really, really it was very curly. roundy, roundy, curly, ringlet, curly. But also kind of like my hair would be if I let it go a little bit. Yeah, really curled, big curls. But um, he also looked like Richard Hell. So there was a, <laughs> a couple. Bit, of, a little bit. You yeah. know, he had sort of a Richard Hell look. He had look. He could have been founded television. Like he could have been <laughs> in you know seminal punk band, but he also kind of Robert Reed. But also, surprise, bass face, punk face. But he, but he also had this look about him. Like I, I'm sure I actually know him somehow. So I've seen, I've, I know so many guys like that. Yeah, right. Who've played with like everyone, yeah, everyone, or like played with Bowie or played with whatever. There's so many guys that look oh, like I bet, that. Yeah, I bet. You know, that like. And he was all dressed out in a suit. He looked good. Yeah, he looked good. He and was, then he was Richard great. Thompson came out for um in in the middle of Wilco set. They brought him. He didn't just walk in. Yeah, and he, he didn't did crash. Beautiful, but still wearing his fucking. Sc- he, he'd redone scarf. the scarf. Did he retie it? He'd redone it and and still with the beret. <laughs> he still had it on. <laughs> and he, you know, it was like a cravat almost, or like it was like cur- kind of a silky scarf that was just it was tied and curly and I don't know. He was just. He, but he played. He he played beautiful. He's he's great on the guitar. That well, was a great, a great number. He's a great player. But you would you would just tell him to edit, edit that outfit a bit. Well, I would just take too much either, accessorizing. Either the scarf or the hat, not both. The fucking beret is not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going. <laughs> I've never seen well, a picture of him recently, off. in in thirty years without that beret. Yeah, but then, then or it's some kind be, of beret. It's got to be the scarf because you just can't you can't have both. Because it's just too much. And especially if you've got a guitar, that's so much hanging around your neck and your head. <laughs> it's too much, right? It's too many things. You've got to take one thing. And I think he had a brooch also. I was just going to say. <laughs> what kind of brooch did he have, I wonder? That's I don't what know. I it know. seemed like a time signature. From what I could see. Oh, that would work. From what I, that would from, work. from my point of view, it looked like that's what it was. A time signature. Well, he was wearing some kind of coat, some kind of zip-up jacket or something. Yeah. It had some zips on it, I think, on yeah. the sides, too. Kind yeah. of a... It was too busy. It was busy. It was busy. It was too much for my eyes. <laughs> you know, concentrate on what's going in my ears, not what's going in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time at the show. We saw Bob um, at the very... We saw him go in his tour bus. We saw, we saw the tour bus wake up and go away. And um, next time, we'll, we'll see him backstage. And... You know, this is this is a lifetime journey. We're gonna keep seeing him, and we're gonna keep trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of these days, is gonna get. One of these days, all of the factors, you know, like it's all gonna come into, you know, fall into place. You know, one of these days, Wilco's not gonna have to apologize. No, no, Wilco will just go come back here. Where is she? <laughs> we'll we'll come meet her. Not not it. just not just have their guy text you like really sorry. So they're really really they wanted me to let you know that they're really sorry. <laughs> it was out of their hands. It was out of their tiny hands. It was out of their wee wee. 
Because they're so cute. Well, meanwhile, he's back there with two of the same fucking guitar. The two of the priceless... Gorgeous guitars. That one kind of had the red around it and the mm-hmm. kind of a sun was it a bit sunburst on there yeah yeah fucking gorgeous guitar yeah gorgeous guitar and then the, there's the hummingbirds it's is that the um the pick guards are are they have like they're painted with these hummingbirds and and um the sound is uh it's it's really remarkable and it, it's just um you know they're priceless he's got two of them two two like while he was playing one they were tuning the other one up yeah and they would bring that one out <laughs> <laughs> just showing off. Just two of them. He two should have. Them. He should have apologized for that. He should have apologized. I apologize for, that. for my, uh, you know, my, <laughs> my opulence. <laughs> I apologize for my my oh, you know showing so, off all my so beautiful little. guitar. But I think that's why is that why musicians change guitars every song just to show you like yeah look at this one. Yeah. Have a look at this one. Oh, yeah. Here's another guitar I happen to have. Well, I think that's, well, that's my morning jacket. Is Their guitar collection is just really, I mean, you go, oh, my God, each one of those is like a priceless thing. You know, they're like all, I mean, but, you know, Nils' guitars and Wilco also, uh, you know, he has all those like crazy, the the double neck. Yeah. Like that, that crazy white that one. The, end. the double neck one. I don't even know what that is. That's like a crazy, I don't even know. I don't even know. But he actually made use of it. He actually played both necks. He, yeah. He really, he really, really played it. Like, really great. But it's like, yeah, they're, 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 that's what they do. They show them off. It's it's like um, real wealth. And the, well, if you see, go see the Foo Fighters, you go see all Pat Smears guitars. It's oh, like really? pretty pretty insane. It's like a museum. It's like a museum role. But my thing is, like, I would play that many guitars, but I don't want to carry them all. I don't no. even want to play one guitar because I don't want to carry it. Right. Right. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. But it's really, it's nice to see that these guys, but you know, that's what they're doing. They're showing you. morning. My morning jacket, the best guitars. So really pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But a pretty amazing show. We had a, we had a full rock day. And now we're going to go to bed, but we, are want, we wanted to tell you all about it because we were so excited. Um, you can tweet me about it if you want to talk about it more at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. We love our listeners. Um, we are every Monday on SoundCloud.com at 9 a.m., but we're also on iTunes. You should subscribe. And um, yeah, we had a great rock day. You should. They, they should tell us what shows they want us to go to and we should go to them. Yeah, tweet out some good rock shows. Tweet out some shows that you think that we should go mm-hmm. and that we should try to get backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you've got any ins backstage, let us know. But we're, know, we're just rocking. We're just we're rocking. We're rocking away. We're just rocking. I mean, we should go to a show. You know who we should go to a show with? Jeff Rappaport. Oh, is he from, from uh, Metal, Metal Rules, Rules Magazine? <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. We have not nearly gone to nearly enough metal shows. No, we got to do that. we got to go to... Uh, Go see some good... What were the metal shows coming up that we saw? Um, there was uh, one... Um, well, we want to go to Castle Donington, which is now sort of like not... Well, it's it's now... Um, I think it's called the Download Festival. And it's the heavy metal festival that's in a castle. Not the Down Low <laughs> Festival. Not the Down Low Festival. That's really what it is. You're on the Down Low. That's a little bit different. We'd like to go to that too. Well, that, that's, but that, there's that undercurrent of that in that metal scene yeah it was very yeah, down low rob halford there. down low. yeah rob but yeah very leather very clad, leather down low mm-hmm. but we wanted to go to that uh sort of a metal festival 
Um, but uh, there's like a million shows to go to. There's like so many great ones. I would have liked to go to Cypress Hill last night. Yeah, that would, would have been interesting. That would have been really, really good. I've, I've seen them a bunch. I've actually, I've, I've actually stood on the stage where they've performed. Oh, really? Yes. And hung out with them. Um, they're really great guys, but they are so... Um, and I, I, I like them so much actually live because they use a lot of live percussion. Oh, yeah. So it makes it really, really exciting. Um, but uh, that, that's a really good show. Cypress Hill is really good. But it's a, I, I would go to anything. So, you know, our listeners should tweet us and tell us where they should, where, the, where, where we should go. Yeah, and tell us what they're rocking out to. And, and what you're rocking out to and, and what we need to rock out to. But uh, we love you and we will talk to you next time.